man. All right, it's like happy. It's like 112 degrees out there. No, who you telling? <laughs> What's <laughs> going on, Bulls Nation? And welcome into uh, the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Uh, you just know that said Bulls pregame? It did. We got a game? We got a game today. Bulls are playing a game? Not in this heat. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome into our CHGO studios here downtown West Loop. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. That's Big Dave. All He's right. on Twitter at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. And in the magic circle, it's our guy, <laughs> Will the Goat Gottlieb. He's on Twitter at Won't Gottlieb. Won't he do it? You can follow us at CHGO underscore Bulls. Hope everybody in the Chicagoland area is staying cool. Man, what a weird 12 hours of weather we've had between the crazy-ass storm that rolled through last night. Oh, my God. And yeah, then today, yeah. it's like, congratulations, you've moved to Mars. <laughs> it is Hades outside. I looked at the weather. That's what it said. It said Hades, not 80s. Hades. It is terrible out there, man. This is the worst. So I've been wondering. <laughs> I, got, I got a question for you. It's the worst. With this incredible heat and you being a big guy who yes. doesn't like the heat, no. why in the hell are there socks on your feet? Oh, man. Free well, to these, feet. First of all, these are, com- these are the least of my concern, to be honest, right here, man. Like, I feel so light and airy and all the things flowing through and keeping everything together. I'm enjoying this right now with my socks. Everybody take a glance at my socks and my slippers, by the way, with the ball on the side. Just I mean, they're peep that right there. I like but, them. Yeah. They, they make me think of the Globetrotters. But oh, they yes, also just yes, make yes. me think of, you know. The U.S. of A. in the summertime. It makes me think of uh, the ABA also. Oh, That's what I think of when yeah. I see, like Dr. J and all those guys. I got a question yeah. for you guys. So we were here yesterday during the storm, obviously. We were here. We had a bunch of people. Cubs were going on. Sky. Oh, yeah. White yeah, Sox. And so we were about to start the Cubs pregame, and the sirens started going off, like, audibly outside. So we stopped the pregame. We, we didn't go on with the show. And we had, like, a long discourse about whether or not we were going to go into the basement level, which is, like, the parking garage. Sure. And a bunch of us ended up going when it started to get bad, but Sean and Herb stayed and watched the Sox game away from the windows, even though the whole building is basically oh, one yeah, big window. Yeah, because Sean and Herb are a bunch of scaredy cats. Oh, tornado warning. We better go hide in the basement. So that's what I was going to ask, what, what team you would have been on. Apparently, Peck believes that we I'm are. I'm on team stay where the TVs are and watch the damn game and don't be a wimp. Okay, well, that answers that. Answers <laughs> that. Well, and I wasn't, I'm not were you surprised by that else? answer. <laughs> What'd you what say, Go? would you be on, Mr. Gottlieb? It's hard to say. What was, I, I don't really know what it was like. I wasn't there, but I mean, if it seems like there's going to be a tornado, I'm probably getting away from the windows, my dude. Yeah, just get away from the windows and do that. I, I literally slept through a tornado once, so... I'll probably be up. I don't think it was necessary for us to maybe go. Like it obviously ended up being fine, but I will say it was fun down there. We had yeah, a good we had a good beers being delivered. We, we had a good hangout. Awesome. We cool. had a good hangout down there. So no, I think there's nothing wrong with drinking old styles in a basement yeah. slash garage. Yeah, that's a Tuesday, right? There. <laughs> sure is. It's a Tuesday, man. Nothing wrong with that. I didn't have a problem with y'all leaving and putting your safety first in something like that. That's not no what's nothing. Man. I do. <laughs> because they're putting their safety first instead of their Chicago sports. Sports fandom first. Wow. You are Can you really watch insane. the game in the basement <laughs> on your phone? I guess, yeah, you could. You could just stream yeah, it on your phone. It's a new world, Matt. They could literally stream Yeah, it I think Vinny, Vinny was following the socks on his phone. You know, 21st century. century. Okay. So, See, any tornadoes or, uh, or 100 degree weather down in Brazil right now, Will? No, it's like 65 and sunny. This is, this is what's up. That sounds pretty nice. Look how this happy is he what's is. Up. He's a lot warmer than that back. here. I'm not coming I'm not back. leaving. 
<laughs> I ain't leaving. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. Brazil goes on. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, we uh, we got more draft profiles on deck for you guys today. Um, we are going to get to uh, a couple of big guys. We got Walker Kessler, uh, who played his Texas first year Ranger. college ball at UNC mm-hmm. and then transferred to Auburn. And uh, and then after that, we're going to talk about the new Serbian sensation, Nikola Jovic, who, by the way, I've typed his name into my phone, I don't know, half a dozen times over the last day or so. Auto-correcting to Jokic <laughs> every damn time. It's driving me crazy. Oh, man. We gotta, but before that, we got to talk about game five of the finals. Yes. Wow. of the finals, man. Um, Andrew Wiggins. Yes. Dave. Yes. We've been singing his praises for some of these big – contributions he's made in the finals thus far mm-hmm. his his rebounding that has been absolutely crucial for the warriors mm-hmm. he did more of that again in game five he, did. he pull, pulled down 13 more rebounds impeccable defense yes. locked up jason tatum on yes, several occasions including down the stretch in the fourth quarter yes he did and offensively which is finding ways to get buckets attacking the rim he was special like that was his game, you know what I'm saying? The coming out game of Wiggins, because we talked about it yesterday. Uh, he he had been solid the entire finals. I've been really impressed with him the entire finals, and I was more impressed with his rebounding numbers than I was his scoring. But yesterday, it just all kind of clicked, yeah. You know, and it just really came together for him because he was giving it to him every kind of way. The most impressive thing for me was he was 0 six from the three point line. <laughs> that was the most impressive thing. 0-6, still dropped 26 points on you, man. And I mean huge buckets. You know what I mean? Just carried it on in the fourth because Steph wasn't having that kind of game like that. Uh, but I thought uh, Draymond, Draymond stepped up. I said he'd have a triple-double. He was right there. He was right there. 8-8-6, eight, eight, eight and six, I right think. 8-7-7. Yeah. Seven seven. yeah. He was right there. But, um, yeah, but no, it was all about Wiggins and just a great, great game that he had. And I'm just really proud of him, man, because he's a guy people kind of, you know – we're on all over. Even when he went to the All Star game mm-hmm. this year, they're like, what the hell is Wiggins doing there? He shouldn't be in there like that. So I'm just really happy for a, a guy like him to come out and have that kind of game and that kind of impact. Will in the NBA Finals, good for him. It's fun too, just with you know, draft season is upon us, right? And he was obviously like the number one prospect of his class, and supposed to be, I mean, Maple Jordan, like he was supposed to be that dude, and he just never had that career so far. And not to say that, like, he's turning into a number one option in the finals here, but it's just really cool to see him, like, slotting into a role that I think makes sense with his skill set. And he's really, like, maximizing all of his tools. So, yeah, totally agree. He he was awesome last night. He basically saved the day. I mean, you you mentioned Steph. First game since 2018 that he hasn't hit a three-pointer. Like, that is just absurd. He went 0 for 9. I believe the first Um, playoff game ever in Steph's career that he did not make a three. I believe 142 straight games with a three in the playoffs, which is just outrageous. So um, they needed it. They really needed somebody to step up. We talked about it before. We probably know what we're getting from Steph. We probably know what we're getting from Tatum. That hasn't, like, always been true, but for the most part, it has, and it just you need to have those other guys step up. Who, who are going to have, who's going to have the better group of other guys? And when Wiggins comes and gives you twenty nine rebounds in two games, and you know back to back twenty point games, yeah, like the Warriors probably stole one there, considering how poorly Steph shot the ball. And yeah, Matt, you probably you got to be feeling pretty good with Warriors and seven guess. Maybe I do. Warriors and seven. <laughs> I do. I mean. Um, I, I feel good about the Celtics waking up and realizing that game six at home, do or die time, yeah. 
I do think this is going to get pushed to seven games. But the reason it is now 3-2 Warriors is something that led me to make my initial pick of taking the Warriors as the winners of this series in the first place, which is Mm -hmm. I did think that this Celtics team is deeper and better on paper, but that there was a decent chance that they would – Put, inflict damage upon themselves and hurt their chances of winning this series despite being the better team with just carelessness, unforced turnovers, and not being able to close. Yeah. Things that we've seen from the Celtics in their run all the way to the NBA Finals in yeah. their previous playoff series. 13 turnovers uh, between Tatum, Brown, and Smart last night in Game 5. 13. The Celtics as a team turned it over four times in the fourth quarter as that game was getting away from them, after they made that incredible run in the third to get back in it, yeah. Warriors turned it over zero times. Mm. I I leaned on the Warriors a little bit for their experience sure. and their calm under pressure, mm-hmm. and that right now is why they have a 3-2 lead. Oh, no question about it. And I, why I like this so much is it's really going as I predicted it would. Yeah, like, like Honestly, this series is completely going that way. So, like you said, in game six, I expect Boston to do game six. And in game seven, let's just go up for grabs. Like, Total toss-up. Yeah. Absolute toss-up. Toss it up and let's see what happens. You know, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. So, I just need Boston to do their job uh, at home in game six. But you mentioned Marcus Smart. Uh, another game in this series where I watched Marcus Smart kind of lose the game. You know, and I don't want to put it all on him. This, this is the first game I hated the officiating of the finals. This is the very first one. Well, I just was like, this sucked. Well, I told you, Matt. Like, I turned the game off in the fourth quarter. You did. After, uh, After the Jordan Poole flop. Oh, my God. Up. I mean, it wasn't a full flop because he did get, you know, um, a little bit of a hand in the a face. pinky on him, though. It's contact. It, it was, ah! It wasn't as bad as Chris <laughs> Bosh on Boozer. You remember that game? Oh, yeah. Where Classic. Boozer just kind of did one of these. Yeah. Made no contact. Zero and Chris Bosh was like, ah! I've been shot. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it just really frustrated me. And... I'd watched the calls they had made all night. You know, they hit Udoka with the technical foul. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I didn't like – I didn't think they were being fair. I don't mind you calling it tight. I just needed to call on both sides. The play with Clay Thompson, you know, gave uh, Marcus Smart the right. old one-two shove and the refs just looking at him like, eh, Marcus kept Smart flew <laughs> like, 80 feet backwards. You know what I'm saying? He flopped. I'm not saying he didn't flop a little on there at all, but I just want to see it called both ways. Yeah. And when I didn't see it, I was like, okay, I can't do this. It's the first one I've seen this series. I, I've had no problem with the officiating at all this series, but this one, it, it, it frustrated me. I ain't going to lie to you, Will. It, it got on my nerves. Yeah, it felt like it was getting called in bunches, like on either direction. The Warriors obviously were up big. And then in the third quarter, the Celtics came out, had like a couple of quick fouls, hit a couple of threes, and then, you know, came back from down 16 or whatever it was. And it was like, not to say that it probably wasn't even in the end, but just that momentum swing, I think, really helped the Celtics get back into it. And then, as we've talked about so far, like the the kill shot, you know, Mamba mentality thing that the Celtics are lacking I just looked it up. The Celtics clutch net rating during the regular season. So this is games within five points, under five minutes to play. So close games in the final moments. Minus nine and a half clutch net rating in the regular season. Minus 14.2 in the playoffs. Like, they're really, really good at just smacking the shit out of teams. But they can't win close games. And they get beat in those close situations. So that doesn't surprise me at all. It's probably a little bit bigger than you might think. But, like, that tells the story for me. Like, they cannot close. 
I think that's a technical term, smacking the shit oh, out yeah, of. Yeah, I looked that up. Quickly. Yeah, it is. That's um, a technical term. It's in the yeah. NBA glossary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, MIT. Last thing that I wanted to mention about this game, because, of course, it was everywhere on NBA Twitter last night as that game was concluding, and Wiggins put forth another incredible performance yeah. that was key to the Warriors' victory. Shout out, Wiggins. After Steph had his first offer from behind the three-point line in a playoff game, over 9, I saw all these people saying, man, is is Wiggins about to pull an Andrea Guadalla and sneak this finals MVP away from Steph? Anyone saying that? Shut up. Shut your mouth. Shut up. Shut up. First and foremost, I think you need to wait until all of the games of the series have been played to, think. to cast your vote for finals MVP. To think. But right now, uh-huh. anyone arguing Wiggins over Steph you're dumb. You're dumb. Steph, despite that 0 for 9 behind the three-point line and his rough shooting night last night, mm-hmm. still averaging over 30 points a game in the finals. Yeah. Wiggins, 18. What? One of those numbers is significantly bigger than the other. Well, you want to know what, why Wiggins has all that space? <laughs> you know, to do his thing and why it's okay? Because of Steph Curry, ladies and gentlemen. Ding, That's ding, why. ding. They can't leave him. You just what see- do we have for him, Johnny? <laughs> Did you see how they were guarding Steph Curry? Oh, my God. They weren't even looking at the basketball. They were in his face. Like, they were buying him flowers and roses trying to date him or something. It was yeah. like, dude, I love you. In his face like alien Right style. here. Right here, dog. Suction right there on him, man. No, that, that is exactly why Wiggins had the opportunity, Will. That's exactly where I was going to go. It's like, why did it take the Celtics five games to figure out, like, okay, we need to get up high on Steph Curry and these pick and rolls. Like, they finally did it. It's it's like more than halfway through the series. It's insane. And yeah, I mean, Steph's going to struggle with the length and the mobility of a Robert Williams and Grant Williams coming up to step high and meet him at the level of these screens. Like he's not going to be perfect every single game. But what you saw was his ability to like collapse the defense just by being out there and making sure that like every time he gets double or triple or quadruple teamed, like somebody's going to have a good look. And Wiggins took advantage last night. Take advantage, man. Take advantage. He did man. his thing, man. I was I was very proud of him. Also, um, I saw the the trash bug bit uh, Jalen Brown this time. Uh, looks like Tatum. It didn't bite Tatum as mm. hard this time, but it definitely bit Jalen Brown. But both of them were getting cooked by oh Andrew Wiggins, oh man. Oh, my goodness, man. Like, getting ridiculously cooked. They have got to get it together. Yeah. They, you're not, both of them have to be on point. Like, that's just what it is. You got everything you could get out of Horford. You got that one game out of Horford. You got it. That's what you're going to get per series is a game. And you got it. Congratulations. You got that game out the Time Lord. You got one out of him. Awesome. You know what I mean? You saw Derek White was having games. You know, you saw uh, Grant Williams and all the – it's now on the stars. It's now on the guys who got you there to mm-hmm. bring it home. They have to get that together. Five of 18 shooting. Didn't hit a three-point shot for uh, uh, Brown. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not, man. Five that turnovers Five turnovers for Jalen, too. And I was listening to Bill Simmons break down the game. He did like a late-night recap last night. He's, Jason Tatum is shooting 31% on two-pointers in the series. Stop. Thirty-one percent, and the way the game's played, like the vast majority of those shots are at the rim. Right, you're not. Mm-hmm. That's just such a hard way to. If you're expecting him to get twenty-five every night, it's just that's difficult. I hate and, the way he's going up too. Yeah, it's rough. But in his defense, Tatum has 
so wildly improved as a playmaker and a True. shot creator for Correct. his teammates. Yes. That he's still putting his imp- impact on this series in the games that he's not shooting well. But it's like, first and foremost, Tatum, you need to score. Yeah. You, and you 40. need to score. You have to give them that. I, I get the playmaking and all of that. That's awesome. Making the right play. They said that they say that a lot about, about him. Mm-hmm. Makes the right read, makes the right play. Give me the wrong play then, bro. You know what I'm saying? If your guy is Kobe, I watch Kobe make the wrong play all the time. But you know what the result was? A bucket. W. <laughs> you need W and a bucket. You need that, man. Get some wrong in you, all right? It's all right. You're making the right plays. Get some wrong in you, man. Like, go. Up. I want him to go up stronger mm-hmm. when he goes to that paint, man. He's going up to get fouled. His own coach said this. He's going up to get fouled. He's not going up to score. He's got to get that together, man, because he literally has one game to do it. Yeah. If, uh, if Marcus Smart's taking 15 shots, Tatum's got to take more than 20. <laughs> Come on, right? man. Come on, though. And, and look, one of the strengths for the Celtics, is once they figured it out midway through the season and went on this crazy tear and looked like the best team in the league for the back two-thirds of the regular season, is because they can get points from any of those guys on right. any given night. Right. You can have a big Smart night. You can have a big Jalen night. You can have a big Tatum night. You can even have a big Horford night. Yep. Um, but like you said, Dave, it's the finals. It's crunch time. The biggest, brightest star has got to show up, um, and and not just show up with you know making some fancy passes. He's gotta he's gotta put the ball in the hoop. Hey, Will, did I did I sound too meat heady on that, Will? Got to get some wrong in you. I love it. <laughs> put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> get it on there. Um, I like that you brought up Horford giving them a game, mm-hmm. but that's it. That's it. Because that leads us into uh, our, our friendly reminder about points bet today. Oh. Because it's Tuesday, and Tuesday means it's time for the points bet pick of the week, <laughs> y'all. The best way to support CHGO is to download that points bet app and use promo code CHGO when signing up. If you do that right now, you're going to get those two, count them one, two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not all. Mm-hmm. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit when signing up, you get what? That's What's right, that? a free membership to CHGO, which unlocks all of our amazing exclusive web content at our website, allchgo.com, including Will's draft breakdowns that he's doing right now. You'll even get a free T-shirt from our CHGO locker, anyone you want. Um, that's 2,000 free bets, free CHGO membership, free CHGO T-shirt, all for making that $50 more first-time deposit. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got that live NBA same game parlay at your disposal for the first time ever. ever. You can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with points bet. You can make it after the game starts. Amazing. While the game is happening, while you're watching the game, sitting on your couch. Mm. You can also boost those live NBA same-game parlays. Watch <laughs> live, parlay live, boost live with points bet. What? And my points bet pick of the week, I didn't have enough confidence to either to take either team to win or cover the spread. Uh-huh. Right now, it's, uh, it's Warriors plus four. Mm-hmm. I think there's a decent chance that the Celtics win game six and mm-hmm. win it by more than four. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also a chance that they collapse and give up and the Warriors possibility. end on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So I went a different direction. Oh, I went combined points, rebounds, assists. Uh-huh. Al Horford over 21 and a half. Mm. He had kind of a quiet night in game five. I think he had like nine and nine. Mm-hmm. As we're talking about Tatum needing to step up, Jalen Brown needing to step up. I am not super confident that they will, but I do know that Al Horford and his old aging bones are not going down without a fight in game six. I have faith that Al Horford has one more turn back the clock performance in him, and I think it's coming on game six on Thursday night. I'm taking Horford plus money, plus Mm -hmm. 105, 
to get a combined over 21.5 points, boards, and assists. Impressive. That's your points bet pick of the week, y'all. That's impressive. That's Matthew Peck. That's, I like that, man. You know Will's <laughs> waiting, man. You, you ain't talking to him. Oh, uh, Will, when, 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 when game six, start, game six starts, uh, the, the people shouldn't just live. What should they do? They should live their bet life. Thank you, sir. Tell them to bring me my money. Yeah. What were you saying, Will? I, I love how uh, how you're really pushing for uh, Warriors and six to still Warriors and seven to still happen. You got to get one more game out of Horford, push it to seven games, and then you'll be right. I love it. I make a lot more money, Mister Galib. Oh no, PayPal. He wants that cash. PayPal, but very sneaky. Got that. Very sneaky. Very sneaky. I am very, very sneaky, very, sir. Very, very sneaky, sir. I think you are underestimating <laughs> the sneakiness. Man. Shout what? out Mr. Deeds. Underrated uh, Adam Sandler film. Completely agree with you on this. <laughs> yes. That's Hawaiian punch. <laughs> <laughs> coming out of the fountain. Hello, yeah, are, are you a Deeds fan, Will? Uh, it's been another one that I probably watched when I was, you know, 10 yeah, years old or clip. something and haven't watched it since. But Hello was, to you as well, Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, calm down, Cecil. <laughs> that boy Cecil was wild. You, you, got, you got Steve Buscemi as like the weird, like cross-eyed, yes. like, homeless guy that lives in that like fish shanty. Right. Yes, yes. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. So goodness, that was awesome. Um, all right, you guys want to talk about Walker Kessler, Texas Ranger? Absolutely, yes. let's do it. The Roundhouse Master. <laughs> Man, I got I got to shed a layer before we do that. That points bet. You know, Andrew got me all hot and bothered. Guys, you know, uh oh, he's setting the layer. Oh, come on with it. Oh, you know. You know there. Oh, yeah. Teep that, ladies. You know there was a tank under there. There you go. That's not light, ladies. That's his natural glue right there. Oh, yes. Oh, let's go. Summer pack makes me feel fine. That's right. This is the brand new tank I was telling you about yesterday. Oh, that's the one? Yeah. And you, look how normal this is. You pull off any tank. I was you worried about yellow. For tanks. It's like I look pale enough already. I figured the yellow just washed me right out. You are made for tanks, man. Like your body is made for this. So. I am. Well done. I'm, I'm a sucker for him. Shout out Shorts Brewing up there in northern Michigan. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. Um, I like it. Okay, Walker Kessler. I've seen a lot of Bulls fans on Twitter excited about potentially taking this guy at number 18. Mm -hmm. Some people think that that might be a little bit of a reach. There you see <laughs> Joey is in the camp of believing that he's a reach. Um, there you see his measurables. Seven foot one, two forty five, with a seven four wingspan. This dude has blocks for days, uh, and then you see uh, his uh, season stat averages there mm -hmm. uh, from his year at Auburn. Certainly, is going to give you very specific things on both ends of the floor, mm -hmm. and not going to give you other things on both <laughs> ends of the floor. Okay, um, but let, let's start with this. What do you guys each like most about Walker Kessler and his game translating to the NBA level? Uh, Will, I'll start with you. Well, I think there's really only one thing to like about it, and that's the the shot blocking. And I don't want to like, I don't want to besmirch the shot blocking here, okay? Because this dude has one of the, he had the single highest block percentage of any college season since 2009 2010 when the database started tracking this by like a wide margin. 19% block rate is just outrageous. 4.6 blocks per game. Um, one of the best rim protectors, not only in the nation, but like in the history of college basketball, this guy blocks everything. And so I think 
it would be stupid to say he's not going to continue to block shots at the NBA level. Uh, I think he's going to be a really solid drop coverage big man, similar to the way that Rudy Gobert plays. Obviously, I don't think he's going to be near that level, but that's what he's going to give you is drop coverage, pick and roll defense, and really good rim protection, altering shots, forcing the in-between game, those floaters that are a little bit lower efficiency, and then offensively, being another one of those just dive and dunk guys. I think there's a little potential for him to to shoot. Uh, he shot some threes. I think he was 10 for 50 on threes this year, but really low free throw percentage, pretty clunky form. So I'm not super optimistic there. He is kind of like a watered down Mark Williams to me. Mm, mm, that's a good way to put it. If this was 1989, he'd be a top 10 pick. <laughs> that's for sure. the best way I can say that about him. Uh, he is – the prototypical old school center. Mm-hmm. You you look at him and you're like, okay, what can you do? You're tall. You can block shots. You can clog up that lane. And I like his I like his footwork actually, and how he keeps those guys in front of him. And he's strong too. You can't just put your shoulder into him and knock him back. No, nah, he don't go for that. And I like how he jumps straight up. Can block with either hand. I'm, you know, I like that a lot. And he can definitely run the floor. He can definitely do those things. And he finishes. He's, his percentages uh, around the rim were stupid. You know, he just looked at the field goal percentage. Ninety-four percent of his roll man finishes at the rim. He converted. That's what he do? Ninety-four percent. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna say that's good. I'm gonna say that's good. That's what he does. Um, and yeah, I like that about him. But then he has all the flaws of that prototypical uh, guy like that. You know, he's 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 gonna get in foul trouble. <laughs> you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Because of those blocks, he can't shoot. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know how long he could be on the floor because of that. And he's going to get cooked by a lot of those little guards in the league. The whole time I was watching his tape, guys, all I was thinking about was Trey Young. Because oh all I was God. thinking about is, oh, my God, Trey, Trey Young, Young. would dribble through his my legs. My God, Trey Young, dude. He would hate him. And, I mean, <laughs> it would be crazy. He would go underneath him right through his legs to yeah. the basket. Like, seriously. And he would be cooked. He would be on highlight reels for being cooked because of his crossover and stuff like that. But – I think I was like, dude, if he plays eight minutes, he will walk out with six points, four blocks, and five fouls. That's that's exactly what his stat line would be, which is saying he could be in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So his defense is what's gonna get him there. I think that's what's gonna carry him. I see him as a lower pick, but I mean I don't I don't hate him. What it what it bring into I don't hate him. I don't no, hate but him. I I mean I think uh, to your point about if he ever gets uh switched out, like and clearly, opponents will attack that. Yeah, I this guy can't play in the pick and roll no. defensively. Like he will get eaten alive. He will. Um, you you mentioned his footwork. Like he, I think if it's if it's not a little guard, he's decent in yes. open space moving his right. feet. But if it's somebody with good handles, oh, he's in his trouble. feet he's get done. crossed over immediately. No, he's, done. he's done. Um, it's clearly like his where he shines defensively is just being that anchor, yeah. that rim protector. His weak side in, as though, as too. Will said, a, you know, a drop style defense. Which look, I, that's why I understand that some Bulls fans who are already looking at this next season and beyond. Even if we keep Vooch for the final year of his contract, which I think still is a very good chance of happening and being what happens. What after that, yeah. right? What is our answer at center after that? And thinking, okay, Kessler's kind of projected in that like 20 to 30 range because the Bulls need an answer at center. Is he that guy? And do we take him at 18 if he's available? Yeah. I think 
there will be better talent available at 18 mm-hmm. than this guy, assuming the Bulls keep that pick. Yeah. And that Bulls fans shouldn't necessarily, because they're worried about the center position, try and shoehorn this guy into being worthy of a, the 18th pick. Despite the fact that what he does the best is, I think, what a lot of Bulls fans are worried about and seeing as a big flaw of this Bulls defense from the season we all just watched. Yeah. I'll go ahead, Will. And that that's like, I guess it brings to me a bigger question about like what are we trying to accomplish out of the center position for next season? Because you have a guy who's going to be playing. I mean, as Billy said, the one time, like he's not supposed to be in drop coverage. He's supposed to be picking guys up at the point of the screen. Kessler's not going to be able to do that. He's just not. Um, do you want somebody who can shoot the ball better? Do you want one of these pure rim rollers? But then I don't want to see Wendell Carter trapping out outside the perimeter and, I don't want to see them just dropping back. It's like, what do we want here? Do we want to switch anything, everything? Okay, great. Let's go the opposite direction because Kessler, Vooch, none of those guys are switching everything. That's like a very rare thing that you get out of guys like Bam out of bio, right? Like very, very rare. Um, do you want a pure rim protector like Mark Williams or Kessler, uh, Walker Kessler? Okay, fine. But then you're sacrificing so much offensively where it's very limiting you have one thing you can do, which is dive to the basket. Um, and I just, I think the, the last thing for me on this is like the difference between somebody like this and Rudy Gobert is so, so dramatic that I think it's really silly to like say, well, let's not go after Rudy Gobert because we can get somebody like Walker Kessler. Like that, I just think that's really silly because he's, it's, I, I think I said this on Twitter, maybe before it's like, the same difference between like Jaden Hardy and Bradley Beal or Devin Booker. Like you're not just because you can get like a a poor man's version does not make it like a good thing. And I think if you're going to invest resources in a big man who is this kind of player, you got to make sure they're going to be really, really freaking good at it. And somebody like Rudy Gobert, really, really freaking good at it. Somebody like Kessler or even Mark Williams to a certain extent are going to limit you. So I think you just have to be careful in it. Honestly, watching him makes me even more skeptical about Mark Williams as well because it really just does limit you. Will spicy today, and I like it, man. Mm. I'm spicy. It out. I dig mm. it. I like it. Clear man. out the sinuses. Yeah, I'm about to say, not congested, nice weather. You know, you do it all right. I maybe like maybe this. you got some. Did you get some of Stacy's hot sauce sent you down there in Brazil? <laughs> I do need to try Stacy's hot sauce. You yes. do. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we can get some at the office. At the I think it's a possibility. Mm. I think it's a possibility. I think it's a possibility. Ken, <laughs> Ken in the comments disagrees with you, Will, for the record, saying Rudy's the most overrated center in NBA history. In history? I'm not That's sure about a, that wow. one. That's a bold wow. statement. 75 most, years. I would, <laughs> I would go maybe the other direction. Uh, just off the top, I, I would probably have to think about this more. But he might be center the in NBA history. How so, Will? How is he the most underrated? Because people think he's so bad. Like people think he's just Walker Kessler, which is just the contract. The contract has really skewed the argument because now it, you could say like, yeah, he is overpaid. That's I, I don't think anyone disagrees with that, but he's still a good player. It just is kind of, yeah, it's a, it's an easy out for the, for the go bear haters. You know, and th- that's the same thing that we've been saying about Zach Levine's free agency summer situation. Yeah. All of the good to great NBA players 
are overpaid. Yeah. That's how the NBA salary cap works. They're goes. all overpaid. There are only a very small number of the elite elite in the NBA who are paid the amount that they're worth or underpaid. Fair. Fair point. And it's funny. I'm not even trying to and, sit here and defend Gobert all day, but he's not overrated. Like, the dude's really, really good, Will. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember reading something recently about how much work agents are doing these days because it's pretty much like minimum contracts, like mid-level exceptions and max contracts. And like there's very few in-between guys. And it, it's exactly what you're talking about, Matt. It's like, even though Zach Levine is not Luka Doncic, you have to max him because he is a good enough player that he could be the best player on any team. And so, and even if he's not, he could be the second best player on a team and teams can max multiple guys. It's the same thing with Gobert. Like you may think he's overpaid, but like that is the market rate for a guy like that. And so that makes him not overpaid. That makes him paid what the market says he should be paid, which is, you know, paid according to market rate. Which, and while we're on the subject quickly, before we go back to the draft, because it came up, Zach Levine, uh-oh. Great news, guys. Here we go. The source that told us all that he was going to go sign with the Lakers, oh, you know, because he was he, he he didn't like playing second fiddle to DeMar. Here we go, uh, Here And, we go, and that he was also maybe going to go sign with the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. And, and that also he was going to go sign with the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Or, or that maybe he was going to go, you know, play with Dame in Portland. Yep. That same source has now told us this morning, JK, y'all, Zach's probably just going to stay in Chicago. So there's that. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Again, I, saw I just that want to say one thing I was about like, that, are... which is, I just want to say one thing about that, which is I am very confident that all these reports are coming out of opposing teams that would love to sign Zach Levine saying, we want to sign Zach Levine. Like there could be interest in Zach Levine coming to this place because we want to go sign him. So I don't know. I don't, I, I don't. I don't buy any of that. I don't really blame anybody for reporting that. Like, that, I'm sure that's what they're hearing, but mm-hmm. it's never made sense. And I'm glad we finally got some news that would suggest Zach is coming back because that is far and away the more likely scenario. You mean, you mean the news we've been giving since this all started in the off season? That, yeah, that, that news right there. Newsbreakers. Yeah, yeah. We, I can't wait. I can't like, wait. I, I'm gonna start <laughs> searching now for the perfect gift to use <laughs> of the perfect. Told you so, I roll shrug. Seriously. For when Zach signs that contract with the Bulls. I think you might create that gift, Matt. I <laughs> might actually create that gift right there. I told you, that's all I've been waiting for, is for him to sign it so we can come up on the show and just talk that noise. Like, and honestly. Honestly, and we, so the three of us were talking about this off air yesterday after we finished up our Monday pod. There's a decent chance that Zach does take some meetings. Yeah. See what's out there. Put sure. a little heat on the Bulls front office as, as he should. and ownership. Make him sweat. Mm-hmm. And that Zach finally comes back to Chicago, signs on that dotted line while we're hanging out in Vegas for Summer League. It's a possibility. Ain't nowhere to throw a Zach staying with the Bulls party like Las Vegas, <laughs> baby. I like your thoughts. Ooh, I hope I like that happens. Thoughts. I like one, your thoughts. One actually interesting. We should just hit on these because it's interesting news from this Jake Fisher at Bleacher Report article this morning. On the Zach uh, topic, he said Levine is eligible for a roughly $200 million deal. And then he says whether that is whether that season is fully guaranteed is a player option or nets other potential outcomes remain to be seen. So to me, that says, well, maybe there can be some injury protections or maybe he only wants four years or a player option on the fifth year. 
So I think that's really where like the relative uncertainty lies. Um, and then separate from Zach, he said that uh, the Bulls seem unwilling to include Patrick Williams in a deal alongside Vooch for Gobert and that the Bulls are actively discussing 18 and Kobe White with rival teams. So a little bit more noise on the Bulls front here. We will see how this plays out. Obviously, like the draft is kind of when all the dominoes start to fall. So next Thursday when we've got our Megathon live show, tune in because I'm sure there will be something. Um, Brian in the comments saying, is our 18th pick worth two or maybe three seconds? That's one way that they could go. But as Will just told y'all, there is also potential that AK and Eversley are looking at packaging that 18 True. and Kobe White yeah. to try to make some draft night trade to acquire more talent to help this team win and win now. It's possible. What, and also, if that the guy that they want isn't there at mm-hmm. 18, that's also going to be a possibility of getting that trade traded off. But this is all the insights you're going to get next week, guys. You know what I'm saying? Come in and hanging out with us because Thrill will be back in studio, oh, baby. He's almost home. Almost He's almost home. home. Just waiting, I'll be back. Just waiting for it to cool down. <laughs> Wait for it to cool, uh, for it to cool down. A few Smart more comments man. as we transition to our next draft profile. Um, Barton saying, I'm surprised the number of guys projected to go 15 to 20 that I'd be genuinely happy with us taking. Walker Kessler is not one of them, however. <laughs> on, on, I, I think that's how all three of us feel, all four of us feel. On Kessler, I'm just wondering, like, would any of you prefer Kessler to EJ Liddell? Because they no. bring a similar skill set, like a similar, the strength of their game is similar, and EJ Liddell gives you way more positional versatility, better better perimeter defense, although it's not the strength of his game, but that's just, like, that's where my head goes. That yeah, It's well, not even... Not even close. No, it's not close. You you take Liddell or even uh, Wheels got Tari Eason. You know what I mean? Like right. all those guys are definitely right. just less limited. Higher. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But he's he he should yeah, be in I, the NBA, I think, because of the skill set he has on the defensive end. Will I, I was just gonna say I would not be surprised if he falls into the second round. Um, I don't think he'll be this the third center taken, uh, even behind Chet and Mark Williams and Duran. Um, I would probably go Christian Coloco out of him. I want to do some more film stuff on him, but there's a couple other center options. But again, for me, I'm just not a big like rim rolling shot blocking center guy. I want small ball. If we're going to have Vooch next year, I want another look that you can give, which is small ball, obviously, as Dave knows. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm okay without the shot blocking. I think you can get that in other places, whether it's preemptively switching getting Lonzo and maybe somebody like EJ Liddell in there who can both protect the rim from the weak side outside of the center position. I think there's a variety of other ways that you can do that, but somebody like that is going to play at most 15 to 20 minutes a night, not going to close games for you. Maybe they start, but then like, what do you do with Vooch? It just, it doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. So there, there it is. Like I, I wanted us to include Walker Kessler as one of these choices as we do our draft profiles, because I've seen a lot of Bulls fans on Twitter being like, Maybe this is our answer at the center position. Not at 18, bro. Not at 18. I don't think so. Um, In the comments, Cameron saying, would be legendary if AK ends up drafting Nikola Jokic and Nikola Jovic. Would be a legendary. He's right. Stay tuned because we're talking about Nikola Jovic coming up next. But first, Big Dave. Owen. Look. Living right. It's hot as hell outside. Hell. That's what's going on out there. Tank. You don't want to go out there, you know, not right. 
You want to go out there correct. You want to have all your proteins in you. You want to have all those things that feel good to make you continue on with your wonderful day. Yep, yep. Why not get you an Owen? That's what you need in your life. You need you some Owen. Because not only does it provide you with all that, it's also cold, crisp, and delicious, y'all. Free of those artificial ingredients. Allergen-friendly. No gluten or dairy. Easily digestible on your stomach. And you're going to need that in this 90-degree heat. You don't need to be fighting no wars. You don't need to be going through it with your body. You need something smooth. A win is here for you. A 100% plant-based protein shake. Gives you that nutrition that works as hard as he does, as I do, as we'll do, and as you do out there watching this, y'all. So this is what you get. We're going to give you something. 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. Just use that code CHGO20. And that's not just me telling you. That's Chicago Bears QB1 Justin Fields telling you this, too. Get on down with the Owen, y'all. Get you some. 20% off your first purchase, liveowen.com. C-H-G-O-20. Because as we all know, a win's a win. Ooh. Mm. That's it. <laughs> it's like, you know, some after you drink something. No, that was awesome. Like, I'm not laughing at you. I'm saying that was awesome. Well, I've man. done it before, and people were like, what the hell was that? I never caught who, it. Who said that? <laughs> they all looked at me. They all looked at the big dude. Like, that was Dave, wasn't it? He did it. Speaking of which, all you Bears fans out there, mm-hmm. make sure you're tuning in for our awesome CHGO Bears coverage. So of awesome. OTAs going on right now. Yeah, man, they got it covered. Literally right now, says Lawrence. Thank you, Lawrence. Yeah, don't know. Don't when you're done watching yet? this, go back and watch that. Smart man. Boom. That's law. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk about Nikola Jovic, shall we? Shall we? Mm. Two-time MVP? We, right. Okay, real quick. <laughs> protein. Before we get to Jovic, protein. You you sent me this video earlier today. Okay. They put up <laughs> they put up a new NBA NBA edition mean tweets on Jimmy Kimmel they last did. night. Yes, they did. Zach Levine was one of the participants. He was. And somebody made some joke about him looking like a dude who eats sausage sausages out of the can. Out of a can. Yes. And Zach's answer was, "I don't eat pork, bro." Mm. He don't get down. He don't get down. It broke my heart, Dave. I know it did, Matt. Broke my heart. <laughs> I know it did, and it elevated mine. You gotta eat your pork, Zach. <laughs> he don't need that. That, without pork, he has gotten himself uh, this fat new contract is what he has gotten. Pork is good for you. Shout out, Zach Levine, staying off that swine. Good on for you, Zach. Good on, brother. Proud staying of you. Staying off that swine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I ain't more pork for me, I guess. Boy, that, that's a fact. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a fact. All right, y'all. Um, uh, so, so our pal Sean from CHGO White Sox Uh Maybe he is not aware of this NBA draft prospect by the name of Nikola Jovic, <laughs> who said, hey, it's a typo. It's Nikola Jokic. Yes, thank you, Sean. We know who Nikola Jokic is. Yo. He's the reigning MVP of the league. Yo, shout out to his handle, though, called Being Bitter. Be- well, yeah. <laughs> this has been a tough time for us White Sox fans out here, and I know what he's going through. And then you saw Oof. the picture he had in the Abbey. We ain't going to get into that. But, yes, shout out to him, man. I'm a little bit scared to go to the tailgate uh, <sighs> on the 22nd. Which we should be. Shout out. Anybody that lives in and around the Chicago area, White Sox tailgate party with all of our CHGO family, June 22nd. Come, Come hang, hang out with us. Come hang we can out. all commiserate together. Maybe start some certain chants of certain kinds together. 
You joy. know I love those chants. You know face. I love those chants. The joy on your face right now is insane. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Staying it off of it, dupes. Getting off of it, baby. <laughs> I am I am on, I am fully on the swine. Staying off that hog, man. Get on off that. Got a fresh pound of bacon in my fridge right <laughs> now. <laughs> All right. Nicole Jovich. Take two. Take, take two. three. Here we go. There, there we is. go. Take a look at his measurables hey and his there. stats for Mega this past season. Um six ten, call it six eleven. And a seven-foot wingspan. There you see his shooting splits on the bottom right-hand side. Not great. Uh, obviously, would have liked to see that three-ball be hit with a little bit more consistency. Um, but this guy, people are talking about him being a new-age NBA kind of six eleven, who can do everything offensively. He can handle the ball. He can bring the ball up the floor. He can initiate offense. He's got great court vision. He's an excellent passer. And then he can also create his own shot off the dribble. Mm -hmm. He's got a lethal step back. Mm -hmm. He's got a dirk shot in the post. He does. Like a, a legit no, dirk shot in the true. post. He does. And he's also strong enough and crafty enough that he finishes at the rim more impressively than you would think looking at him. Yeah. There's a lot about Jovic offensively that I love. Yeah, you're right. And, and I'm going to keep this short because I, I want to pass this to Will because Will, I think um, – checks out those European players a little bit better. Uh, and I love hearing his uh, takes on this stuff. Because for me, it's hard. Every time I watch tape on the Euro, it's hard to get a feel of them uh, because they don't play as many games. And you look at their stats, and you can't just look at their stats and judge them by that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, oh, man, shot 30% from three and comes away and shooting like high 40s. He's like, oh, well, you didn't see him in the, the Super Euro, you know, saying Tachwat League where he ran, you know, won three MVPs there. Like, no, I did not. So, but I will say this, just looking at him, everything you say, I completely agree with, Matt. What I liked about him, he ain't scared at all, all right? The yeah. aggression is on point uh, from him, and I love, he is unselfish like I have, haven't seen in a while. Like, unselfish, all right? He is trying to get everybody involved. He was making plays where he's getting to the rim, and I'm like, here comes a layup. Nope, bounce pass. <laughs> bounce pass right there for the easy lay. And it wasn't the wrong play. It wasn't overpassing. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, that's a good pass. That's exactly the pass you, you would make if you're really good at playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? So I, I liked him uh, watching his performance out there offensively. Uh, defensively, I just thought he put in effort. And I like the fact that he tried hard on it. And he's not, he's not a defensive stalwart. He's not going to stop you or anything like that. But you ain't just going to run up on him. You know, he will block his shots. You come up in there like that. But – yeah, man, I, I thought he was solid. He needs the ball in his hands, um, but he could score in a myriad of ways for all the ways you just mentioned, Matt, and he'll go dunk on you on, on top of all that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I like I like the confidence in him. I really do. I like that confidence in him, and I was really pleased uh, watching his tape, Will. Yeah, the, his, like, fieriness really stood out to me in the first couple plays I watched about him. Just, like, he's going to the basket aggressively. He's dunking on people. He's yelling. He's screaming, like, he, he's a fiery competitor, and I think, you know, for a lot of the, like, Euro stereotype guys that are like, oh, this dude's soft, you know, he, he doesn't really have an inside game, he just wants to float around the perimeter, like, that is not him at all. I think he has a lot of the feel and playmaking and touch that a lot of these European players grow up with, but to your point, I mean, he goes to the basket and is trying to dunk on you, so I, I really... 
I really like that about him. He kind of falls to me in the same category as Usman Jang, who's another prospect we have not talked about. He played with the Breakers in the NBL in the new uh, in the Australian League, and to me, like Jovic is a better prospect. He has more of a complete scoring package. Uh, he's got the step back three. He can get into the lane. I don't think he's quite the the facilitator that Dieng is, but he's definitely got that in his game. But he's also, I think, more capable of playing off the ball, catch and shoot. I think he was around 35% on threes. So um, he's got a lot of work to do. I think he's pretty raw, but I like the foundation of his game and like what his major skills are for a guy that's 6'10", uh, who can pass, dribble, shoot, and defend a little bit who's also like aggressive and wants to get better. That's, that's a player I can get behind. I, I really like his, uh, his tools. Yeah, I agree. All of that. Like he's, he, I just watched him and I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, that's yeah. All, I, all I did. All I said, watching it like, yeah, he gets. And, and honestly, that was the main thing for me was the confidence. And like, we'll say the fire that he has, that he plays with, but it was a controlled fire. Like it wasn't just out of control. Like I'm just going crazy. You no, know, diving head first, you know, in the stands trying to get loose balls. Yeah. No, it was a controlled fire because you have to be that to have that passing that he has, you know, to run that point guardsmanship. And I saw somebody in the comments, uh, Cameron, say that he brings size and playmaking, two things we lacked last year. The more I think about it, the more I like it. You're absolutely right. They, they lack size and they definitely lack, lack playmaking when Lonzo went out. Those were the two huge things for the Bulls. And he kind of does both of those things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Um, I also see some people in the comments asking, and clearly this is probably on your mind because we've now had two seasons of where's Marco Simonovic? Oh, people Marco. asking, uh, Darius saying, can he play this year though? And no. Brian saying, if we get him, will he play? And, you know, as you try to translate the, you know, the Euro League stuff and, you know, this guy played at Mega. Mm-hmm. You know, we know AK obviously is a guy who scouted Jokic very heavily. And then, you know, Marco played at Mega. And so mm-hmm. he scouted him. And this guy Boy. plays at Mega. And you're like, Boy. okay, well, they took a swing on Marco as a second round swing. Yeah. And he's played some decent games for the Windy City Bulls, yes. but has gotten no run with the real team. Zero. So I understand that there might be a little bit of apprehension on. How much of a project Jovic is? Who, by the way, is, is still nineteen, correct? Will he's nineteen, and he was like projected to be a lottery pick last year. At the beginning of the season, he was projected top ten pick. Like he's a good player, and I think that's a really dangerous game to play in terms of like, oh, these European guys aren't going to pan out. That's like, I don't know. I just think you have to be really careful about that. You you miss on a lot of players that way. And Simonovic has not been good, but he also was like tearing it up in the G League. He's younger. He was awesome in Europe. Like, it could be a, a variety of different reasons why it hasn't worked out for him so far. But these guys are completely different players. Like, yeah, that, know, yeah, that, is, is more of a point guard. Right. Yeah. He's like to me. There's no comparison between Jovic and Marko Zimonovic. No. Like they no. play completely different styles yeah, of basketball. Completely different. Um, Some of the bitch. Right. And. <laughs> Everything that I've seen, like, um, as I look through our spreadsheet of every mock draft from every outlet, I've seen Jovic taken ahead of the Bulls at 18 yeah. in maybe two of them. Mm. Most of them, 90% of them, have him going somewhere between 18 and 30. Mm. So, like, maybe people would call it a reach if AK says, I love this kid from Mega, I want him, we're taking him at 18. Yeah. Or maybe... 
as as Will was just alluding to, he's a greater value yeah. than post lottery and is a lottery level talent. Yeah. For whatever reason or reasons, he's fallen a little bit. I mean, it's it's a dicey game to play, but it is. And okay, look, let let me also say this real quick. Defensively, yikes, <laughs> yikes. Yeah, yeah. He he has a crazy sprite. Like his strides are insane, <laughs> and he can make some plays in recovery on defense. He can, yes. But if no you're question. asking him to guard somebody in space, kind of like what what we were just saying with Walker Kessler, you ask him to guard somebody in space, forget about it. Okay, yeah, he's getting cooked. But yeah. do you? so badly want the Bulls to add another two-way player because they're lacking two-way players? Or are you intrigued by what he can do offensively and the potential of what he can do offensively? Because potential of what he can do offensively yeah. is, like, looking real fine to me. Yeah, it does, but I think that's the question there. Are you willing to say, okay, I'm going to let the Bulls get another guy based on potential and let him wait? Because who – Again, I don't know if he's going to come in ready to be in the NBA or not. I, I just don't know. I haven't right. seen enough of him. So if he comes in and he's like not ready, are you? I, I could just hear fans immediately starting to lose their mind. Like you got Marco, you got this Nikola guy. What's going on? Nobody can play. Like I can really truly hear this happening. So I, I just want to know what risk are they willing to take? Because it's a risk. You know what I'm saying? No matter what they take, uh, are they telling us he's ready to play now? Are they telling us he's not ready to play now? So, it, and Marcos was different because he's a second rounder, so right. you can afford to take that. And people who want to keep comparing him to Jokic, again, Jokic was a second rounder. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to take those risks. He was drafted during a like Taco that. Bell commercial. Exactly. Famously. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you can take him there in the second round. Number one at 18. It seems like they're trying to get somebody who can come in right now and do that. If they feel like Nicole is that guy, listen, I'm all with it. Matt, I, well, I, I think, think that's – Sorry, Will, real quick. I was just going to say – oh, go ahead, Joey. So, Matt, what you said makes a lot of sense in terms of it, they need more two-way players. For me, it's kind of a moot point, but when we talked about, like, who – last week, ad nauseum about the Bulls adding Rudy Gobert, like – this would be the perfect player if they made that move. An offensively talented four who's versatile and, and can just contribute in a lot of ways. I mean, I think questioning the fit as the roster stands right now makes sense, but that's that was where my mind went. Go ahead, Will. Fair enough. Yeah, I just I don't think you're gonna ever be able to please everybody with a draft pick. Like no matter where you're picking, you know, Patrick Williams was too young and you know, he's not Josh Giddy or Lamella Ball or, you know, Anthony Edwards. Okay, now we're going to take uh, Ayodosumu, who's 22, and he has no upside because he's a three-year college player, and he was good, but, like, how much better can – it's just you're never going to be able to please everybody. I don't think you really draft for fit. Like, for me, somebody like EJ Liddell is, a, is an example of a player who is probably going to fit but also be one of the best talents available where they pick. Um, they feel like Jovic has the most potential – and they want to sort of be able to give him time to develop him, great. I don't think that you're pretty much ever going to find a guy who you can slot in as like a high-level performer in a playoff setting with the 18th pick or really any pick in the NBA draft. It's just very difficult to do that. It's too much of a crapshoot. You don't know what you're getting. I trust the Bulls um, overseas scouting. I believe that AK will find the right players, but I also think – it's kind of silly to just like say, well, we got to get a 20 year old who's a four 
who is a good shooter and a good defender, but also has good upside. Like those players just don't exist. So you, you have to find, you have to weigh what makes the most sense for you on draft night and, and draft that way. But I think it's dangerous to just say like, this guy's not going to be good or he's not going to play right away because he's European and he's not going to be able to defend. So let's just not take him. Cause he could turn into like a heliocentric star. Like we just, we don't know. And I certainly have not watched him enough to, to say that. I do, I, I kind of mentioned this before, like he and uh, Usman Jang are kind of two of the, the higher caliber um, overseas prospects. Jang is projected like late lottery. Jovic is like in the 20s. I feel like they're pretty close. I think Jang is like a little bit better defensively, has a little bit less going on offensively. But uh, yeah, I mean, I could see either of those guys booming or busting and I could see Jovic being great, you know, value at 18. I could see him, you know, totally busting. I just like, we don't know, but I think it's silly to just draft for fit or draft for like win now kind of players. Cause these guys are all either 19 or 20. Like you're just not, you're not going to really get much going on there. That's available, man. Um, our, our guy Hayes in the comments, shout out to him saying Jovic has the chance to be the best player in this draft when it's all said and done. Like to what you were just speaking about, Will, like he definitely, there is some of that, you know, magic fairy dust around Jovic, right? And not just because he's a European player, it's because he's a dude who's 6'10, 6'11 and can play the point. Yeah. Like he's got (laughs) Magic Johnson, Luka Doncic dust on him, okay? He's got Tony Kukoc dust on him, okay? And in this draft class in particular, I don't know about you guys, and I, I've watched them less than other years' top three consensus guys because the yeah. Bulls are all the way back at 18 yeah. as opposed to seven. So which one of the top six is going to fall to us? Jabari Smith, uh-huh. Holmgren, Paolo. I, like, my faith that any of those three are going to turn into, like, NBA superstars is so minimal. Agreed. Like, I think that Hayes is not crazy to suggest that there is an outside shot that Jovic comes over to the NBA and ends up being the best dude in this class. Well, I mean, and, and look at what has happened in previous drafts. You know, you can easily back that up, right? Looking at Luka. Luka. <laughs> looking at Joker. And even looking at Giannis. You know what I mean? Just looking, looking at Embiid. You know what I mean? Looking at all of that. So you've got plenty of ammunition to be like, yeah, this can happen for this guy too. Mm-hmm. Because you're just watching his tape and it's like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's an insane thing to think. Like, he can play. The dude can do it. And that, that three-point shot is, oh, my God. I didn't even talk about that. But that's super confident when he's taking those shots, man. I just like watching him play. I do. He's he a great stroke. And I, nice I like confidence. he's got a really high release point on his shot yeah. with his frame and his form. Yeah, you're not blocking you're that. You're not that's blocking. Crazy. And he's got, a, he's got a Lucas step back. He's got the like, Dirk. He's got a Dirk, like, you know, baseline step back Dirk jumper the with a leg up. Yes. He's also got the Lucas step back three. He's got the Tatum step back three. Yeah, that's nasty, man. Woo! Putting that in his game. Hey, hey, Will. But, again, it's – I was just going to say, like, you, the comparisons, like, that's that's all everything what people love to do at the draft time. But it's the same thing as, like, drafting a Kentucky guard because, like, they had Devin Booker and, like, they also had Aaron Harrison or, or maybe he went to Kansas. I don't even know. But, like, my point is exactly. Like, you can't just take a guy because there was a guy before him who, like, was also from the same place who was also good. Like there's also guys from that same place who were not good. So I just, I think that's like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't like making those kind of comparisons. 
Hey, hey, Will, man, I'm, I'm going to need you to get a Bulls fan voice. Like, Matt, Matt has one, and I have one. But when you're talking about Bulls fans, you don't, you don't have a Bulls fan voice. We got to get you a Bulls fan voice, man. I need a meathead voice. Yeah. Yes. Not, yes. 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 I need a canned, like, canned it, pork. It can sound voice. whatever you want it to sound like. There's uh-huh. just one rule. It has to be disrespectful. <laughs> okay, wait. I want to hear. Can you, guys, can you guys give me an example again? I think I know what it is, but I want to hear it. Oh, Dave just busted these out a few minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, you just heard mine. I just, I just broke that right on out, man. It, and it has to come naturally. Like, you can't like force it. it. it can't force it. Right. Yeah. I'll see, but I'll Matt, see what I can do. I'll try to make Matt's it. is a little well, worse. I think Matt's is a little worse than mine because there's no love in Matt's at all, man. He really means that I can't stand y'all. I don't know if you know this, Dave, but we're, we're trading Kobe and Vooch and we're getting Rudy. Like, you can hear a little John C. Riley in it. You know what I'm saying? From Step Brothers. You can hear that a little bit in there, too. Like, it's it's impressive. It's impressive, man. You got to get you one, Will, it's man. Elite, elite stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm on that level yet, but I'll work on it. I'll get some reps. I'll get some reps. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> really? No, I'm not reading that I one. I heard that. That's a new one for me. Oh, no? <laughs> Chief C., I... He's really? not. He's not in Tyler. I can hear. Really? It. I Seriously? Can hear it. Oh man! I can, I can hear a little bit. I can. I can hear a little bit. You can hear that in there. I can hear a little really? bit. Really? That's yeah. all right. I'm right there. I'm just saying. Just you know, don't throw the word Jello into one of your. Into one of your <laughs> I'm friends. done. In the show. We're done. <laughs> Let's get out of here. There's two more draft profiles for you, Bulls Nation. Walker Kessler and the Serbian sensation. Nikola Jovic. We'll have some more draft profiles for you guys at the back end of this week and into next week, which is draft week. But tomorrow, Big Dave, you want to tell them what's on deck? Oh, we got an awesome guest coming in to the studio tomorrow. Y'all, y'all know him from NBC Sports Chicago doing the pre and post there. We might also know him from his very long, but 15-year playing career in the NBA. Also familiar with the NBA draft. Yes, also very familiar with the NBA draft. Former number five overall pick. And also University of Illinois Final Four, 1989. That man they call Kendall Gill. We'll be right here in the studio with us, y'all. KG KG's, will be right here. Just one by one, knocking out our former colleagues. Just, hey, man, <laughs> calling them in, baby. Calling them favors right on in, man. <laughs> and and it just means, like, they, they did like us. Because <laughs> they that. easily just be like, no. But That's crazy. They're here. Uh, and, Will, you start your return travel tomorrow. Is that correct? That is correct. I will be in office with you guys a week from today. Oh, man, looking He's forward to it. He's on his way home, Dave. He's on his way. Come on home, Come on Will. through. Come on home. Come on. We got Can't a spot it's for all you. Happening. Can't wait to hug your beautiful Kyle Corver shaped body. <laughs> I wish I was 6'7". <laughs> wish I was a little bit taller. All right, so we're back here live tomorrow. Same time, same place, 3 p.m. Chicago time at our studios in the West Loop. Kendall Gill will join us in studio. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Won't Gottlieb at BAW, B-A-W-L Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bull, shout out to our pal and our producer, the one, the only, the great Joey's Path. Joey! Until next time, Bulls Nation, appreciate you for tuning in. Hit that thumbs up button underneath the video. Helps us out a lot. Love you. See you, Red. Be good. <laughs>